0: So I end up robbing somebody, right, with no mask. 10 months later, somebody came and robbed me with no mask. I made up in my mind that I was gonna kill all three of these dudes. The first time I set my mind to go kill these dudes, I used to hear people talk about the voice of God. I heard a loud voice. If you do it, you're gonna die or go to prison for the rest of your life. Second time, I made up in my mind to go kill them. If you do it, you're gonna die or go to prison for the rest of your life. We ride, we, we leaving out of the gas station. Two of the dudes that robbed me walk out of the gas station. I see them walking out, and my, we, we, my brother driving. I told my brother, I say, hold on, hold on. These two, this two of the dudes that robbed me. He was like, what's up? What you want to do? I reach under the seat to grab the gun. I got the gun halfway up, and I heard that voice. If you do it, you're gonna die. Go to prison for the rest of your life. It was even louder this time. I'm from a small town in Florida, in South Florida called Belle Glade, and um. When I was in my mama's womb, my daddy went to prison for murder, you know? So it's like, I'm louder this time. I'm from a small town in Florida, in South Florida called Bell Glade. And um, when I was in my mama's womb, my daddy went to prison for murder, you know? So it's like, I'm coming into a world of all type of unnecessary stuff that is just not life, you know what I'm saying? So. When I was born, we living in uh, uh, like a one-room shack type stuff, and me, my mama, my grandma, my grandma, husband, my brother, we all living in like a, as soon as you come in, you can see the back door, you know what I'm saying? One bathroom, when you come in, you can see the kitchen. So we all, then when I come outside, next door, a, ban- a abandoned building full of drug addicts. So it's like we walking past these drug addicts every day, so it's like we normalize this. But it's like my mom, she never allowed us to normalize that. She would always take us to the outside city to see things so we could have a great expectation of life, you know what I'm saying? Then, you know, growing up fatherless, no father. You know, my dad was in prison. When I was small. They were telling me he was in school, basically being lied to as a kid. Just growing up, just getting into all type of stuff that I'm not supposed to be in. But it was normal to me. I th- I thought it was normal because this is what everybody around me was doing. But you know that was kind of like life for me before jesus i got in the streets selling drugs robbing dealing with multiple women at one time when i was a kid my auntie we used to always want to go to my auntie house to play with my cousins but one of the requirements to go to her house was we had to go to church hmm. so on sundays we go to church you know and that's all, all i knew was the name of jesus but I never knew nothing about Jesus, and I know when I was a kid, my mom she never really took us to church. But every night, she would get us on our knees and we would pray Psalm twenty-three and Matthew chapter six, the Our Father prayer. But she like she never took us to church, but she sowed that seed in us. You mm. know what I'm saying? So, what did that do to you,
1: uh, Antonio? As when this was happening? Yeah. Was it a, a, like special to you or was it just like, oh, this is just what we have to do to play to, with each other? But in that time, what was that like for you to be able to, you know, go through the Bible or pray or
0: have Man, these moments? It was like a routine, but I, I didn't know how serious it was. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. All I knew was my mama was embedding God in us. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know how serious it was until I got up in age to go through life on my own. And then the seed started to. I started to see the fruits of the seed that she planted in us as kids, Mm. you know?
1: Yeah. Tell us about that, Antonio. Um, Just the process Of of going from the streets when, you know, experiencing life on your own and even take us a little bit through that of just what that process
0: looked like to then knowing Jesus. Me and my mom, me and my mom and my two little sisters. When I was getting ready to graduate high school, we ended up moving from one part of town to another part of town. And... When we moved to that side of town, my mom had a friend, and my little sister she had a phone that broke. Like her phone broke, so my mom friend had a daughter, so my mom friend was telling my, my sister was telling my mom friend daughter that she broke her phone, so she gave my little sister the phone. So when she gave my little sister the phone, her phone broke. So all of a sudden she wanted the phone back after after my mom turned the phone on. So they called. And they were like, they want the phone back. My mom was like, I just paid to get this phone turned on. So they came to our house. My mom and the lady got in an argument. She told my mom, she looked at my mom and said, you're going to lose, she said, I'm going to the root lady, the witch. You're going to lose your kids, your house, and your car. It's so crazy because in my room, one day it was raining outside real bad. In my roof, it just started raining in my roof, like raining inside the house so 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 much stuff started happening we had to end up moving out of the house my mama truck one day we went outside my mama was trying to crank up a truck it wouldn't crank up hmm. and then we had to move out of the house and all my mama kids separated from her now she told her you're gonna lose your kids your house and your car hmm. all that stuff basically happened so I had to move to the other side of town where my home was and my mom had to go live with her friend and my little sisters had to go live with their dad I'm living at my home one of them was a murder the other one's just robbing. We just all in this house, just just different spirits, just roaming in the house. You know what I'm saying? Freely. Bringing all type of women in there, selling drugs. But I'm living in this. And I remember I was just in the street life, and I just used to cry at night. Like, I hate living the street life, because I always knew it was something more for me. You know what I'm saying? So I end up robbing somebody, right, with no mask. And, and how old were you at this time, Antonio? I was... Nineteen. Wow, I was nineteen, and I I robbed this guy, and when we when we running off the robbery scene, one of my friends he running behind me with a gun in his hand, shoot shoot the gun, unconsciously almost shoot me in my back. I could have been paralyzed. That was God. Then you know what I'm saying. But ten months later, somebody came and robbed me, with no mask. So you know how people you you do stuff to people and it come back on you and you don't handle it so well. So it was three dudes that robbed me. I made up in my mind that I was gonna kill all three of these dudes. I had my mind made up. The first time I set my mind to go kill these dudes, like I told you, I didn't know. I used to hear people talk about the voice of God. I heard a loud voice. If you do it, you're gonna die, go to prison for the rest of your life. So I called one of my homegirls, one of my friends, and I'm like, man, I just, I keep hearing this voice. If you do it, you're gonna die, go to prison for, she was like, that's God, you better listen. So pride, I'm saying, I'm still going to kill him. Second time, I made it in my mind to go kill him. If you do it, you're going to die or go to prison for the rest of your life. The third time, me and my brother, okay, I got, I'm got. i missing some. I had a handgun at the time, but one of my friends, he went to jail with my handgun. So I ain't really had nothing to go do nothing with. So I called one of my friends, the same one of the dudes that I was living at the house with. And I said, "Man, bro, these dudes just robbed me. I need to use the gun." He came into my house to bring the gun to my house, and his brother came with him. His brother was in the army, right? So his brother came with him, and they brought the gun in the house. And he was, his big brother asked he said, "What you need the gun for?" I said, "Man, these dudes just robbed me, bro. You know what I'm saying?" And he was like, "They robbed you? How much money they took from you?" I said, "They took $1,000 out my pocket." He can he pulled out a large sum of money, counted a thousand dollars and gave it to me. That was Jesus giving me, a providing a way for me out. Hmm. And he offered to go kill the dudes for me. He said, where they at? I'll go do it. Pride kicked in again, like, I'm a man. I'm only 19 years old. Talking my, I'm a man. I'm gonna do it on my own. Told you, this brother, he's in the army. So he got legal guns. He ride with a gun under every seat. One day he came back to our house. He was chilling, because they like family friends also. So they came to our house. They chillin' with my mom, my mom cook, we all chilling. So me and my brother go to the store in his truck. It's a gun under every seat. Now this is the third time. We ride, we, we leaving out of the gas station. Two of the dudes that robbed me walk out of the gas station. I see them walking out and my, we, we, my brother driving. He leaving out. I told my brother, I say, hold on, hold on. These two, this two of the dudes that robbed me. He was like, what's up, what you wanna do? Man, I reach under the seat to grab the gun. I got the gun halfway up, and I heard that voice. If you do it, you're going to die go to prison for the rest of your life. It was even louder this time. And it just so happened, the police sirens, police rolled by. I said, man, let's go. Because I couldn't tell my brother what I was hearing because, like I said, we, we wasn't raised in the church. We would go to church. But if I would have told my brother, he would like, man, that man crazy, you know. Mm. I went home because my mom in her bathroom, she had a Bible sitting on the on the, on the the top of the, uh, the sink. And it's like, every time I would go in her own bathroom, it's like the Bible would like pull on me like a magnet, you know? So I said, man, I'm finna go read this Bible, and I'm finna see what this God thing about, you know? I picked up my Bible, and it's like God started putting people in my life on that path. Then my big cousin came home from prison. He was negative, but he was teaching me about God in a way that made me, like, let's say something happened right now. He'll tell me a Bible story in a reference to that, and it's like, you know how the Bible say we're the salt of the earth? Salt, when you, when you put salt in your mouth, it make you thirsty, right? So it's like he was giving me that. He was the salt of the earth in my life, making me thirsty to want to go read these stories. Mm. And it, like, pulled me in, man. And December, I remember, December 20th, 2012. They were saying that the world was going to end December 21st. December 20th. I remember when I was a kid. I was about nine years old. I had a big cousin. He gave his life to the Lord, and I looked up to my big cousin. So I say, "Cuz, I want, I want to get saved." Man, he led me to the Lord. Now this same big cousin that led me to the Lord, his name David Jones. I called that same big cousin on December 20th on the phone, and I was like, "Cuz, I say, can I get saved over the phone, or do I have to be in the church?" <laughs> he like, "Cuz, we can do it right now." Man, I promise, I gave my life to the Lord that night, December 20th, and I never looked back. Mm. Never look back. Tell me about that moment, Antonio.
1: Like, okay, you, like what happened on the phone? What, uh, and and then what did you feel
0: in that moment? Just take us a little bit through that. Man, listen. On that phone, cause, like repeat after me, you know what I'm saying? We did the the prayer of, I received Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I welcome Him into my heart. You know what I'm saying? And I I had already started reading my Bible, but it's like, I felt like even if the world end tomorrow, I'm going to heaven. You know, because I really thought the world was going to end December 21st. Then before that, I was studying the Luminati. Because, you know, they, that was around the time when everybody had first started talking about the Illuminati and all that. So it kind of scared me. The devil scared me to God. So all that Illuminati stuff, the world going to end stuff, fear pushed me to God. You know what I'm saying? So on that phone, man, after I got off that phone, it's like I felt, I just felt secure about being on earth. Because before that, I felt like if I die, I know I'm going to hell. But it's like I, I, had, I felt like I had a secure spot in heaven if I died, you know? So I didn't care about dying no more if the world ended tomorrow. Mm. But, man, I just never looked back, and I still feel that same way today, you know? Mm. Tell me
1: about uh, your life after that moment. You know, obviously, yeah. you're still a, in that same environment, mm-hmm. right? There's mm-hmm. a lot of things going on around you. Yeah
0: lot of influence hmm see the thing about it we when remember I told you we was homeless I was living with my home while my mom was living with her friends I had end up doing scam I had started doing like scamming and stuff but I came up with the money to get us a place to stay so we moved to the other side of town so when we moved to the other side of town I was away from all my friends God got me by myself on that side of town I started reading my word I started just going to I found a church and this was in orlando florida i found a church then i had got back connected with one of my childhood friends come to find out he had gave his life to the lord and man we just got connected i had moved to south florida again going to church with them got baptized and man i just was on a journey i had was living in the same house with my pastor so i was like i got teachings every day type stuff you know and it was just beautiful man i just how did that happen you leave living with your pastor my friend that I told you, when my child friend, I found out that he gave his life to the Lord, him and his wife was like, because they saw my hunger for God. Like we, used, Me and him used to be on the phone every day just talking about he was teaching me about God because I don't know, but we the same age, but he had this strong revelation about the Bible and he would just teach me, you know what I'm saying? They were like, How, why you did just move down here with us? I moved in with them, and then my pastor, he had some, um, I don't know what really happened, I don't remember, but he ended up moving in with them. So we was all in one house together, so... So I get one-on-one teachings, one-on-one counseling and just close up, reading the word and demonstrating that we're going out. I'm saying them cast out demons in front of me. I remember one time we went to the beach at night, just to fellowship. A man walked up on us. I don't know what he was high on, heroin, smoking rocks or whatever. But I remember he asked us, he said, y'all got a lighter? We're like, we don't got no lighter, but we got something. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. Can, can I pray for you? One of my brothers in Christ, he said, can I pray for you? He prayed for him. He, I remember he put his hand on his head, come out, in the name of Jesus. And this man, like, it's like he lost all his strength in his body. And he just, and he got up crying like a newborn baby. Like he wasn't even high no more. We had to sit him, It was a bench. We had to sit him down on the bench. He was like, man, I don't know what just happened, but thank you. He didn't have on no shirt. One of them took off their shirt and gave it to him. He didn't have on no shoes. One of them took off their shoes and gave it to him. So I'm seeing all this stuff I'm like, man, wow, you know, doing all this stuff in the streets. I'm thinking that this cool, but this is really cool, you know? Mm.
1: Antonio, yeah. what did your friends think about this from the streets, right? Yeah. From from that life as they're
0: seeing this change, Yeah. what happened with those friendships? <laughs> what were they saying to you? Man, most of my friends, you know how people think church people just so judgmental. right? They didn't even give me a chance to judge them. They just stopped answering the phone because they knew I was serious. Like they didn't even give me a chance. If I was gonna be judgmental, they didn't give me a chance. Cause they really stopped answering the phone for me. Like the ones that I used to be with every day, stopped answering the phone for me. Even my best friend, he was living with me in the same house. And I remember one night, cause his his brother was my best friend growing up, but his brother ended up getting killed. He got shot in the back of his head two times, and he got killed. So one night, man, him he he ended up moving in with us, cause his mom felt like he was gonna get killed in the city that he was in. So his mom asked my mom, can he come stay with us? And one night I went to sleep, I had a dream. And this was, I had started reading my Bible, but I had I ain't gave my life to the Lord yet. But I had a dream that his brother came to me. And his brother was just playing, cause he we both play for like the play and stuff. His brother was just playing with me. We was just playing with each other, and laughing and stuff. And then he was telling me, he was like, man. And there was another dude in the dream that also he got shot in the face three times. I knew him from my hometown. And they both was just in a dream, and he was just trying to tell me, man, we just be chilling, drinking and smoking. But he was trying to make what he was seem like he was, like he was happy. But those were, later on where God reveals to me, those were demon spirits disguising themselves as them. But when I woke up from the dream, I told his brother. I don't know, it had to be the Holy Spirit. I say, bro, your brother came to me. You know what I'm saying? And I don't know what it came, I say, bro, you going I say, bro, I just feel like that dream means you gonna either die or go to prison. And literally, like, a couple weeks later, he left my house, and they begged me to go. They tried to get me to go, begged me. To, even my mom, she was like, why you don't just go? You don't go nowhere, just go. And he went to Gainesville, Florida, ended up getting in a situation, and he went to prison. Mm. You know? Just like I told him. But he started answering the phone for me. He just cut me off when I gave my life to the Lord. No explanation, no nothing. Still to this day, no explanation. But it's cool, though, because I walk with God, man. Jesus is my friend. Come on. Yeah. Antonio, how long have you been faithfully walking with Jesus now? Faithfully walking with Jesus since two, December 20th, 2012. 11 years.
1: Yeah. Come on. If you could put the, the last 11 years, man, in,
0: in a <sighs> nutshell of walking with God. Man, listen. <laughs> since walking with God in these 11 years. I witnessed so much, I saw so much, I did so much. I learned so much, but most of all, I became so much. before I gave my life to the Lord, I started doing custom I started doing like custom clothes for people, but I was about to start a clothing brand because I was in the streets, I was robbing, I was doing whatever it' take to make money, robbing, stealing, breaking their houses, whatever, selling drugs, all that. And I had a clothing brand. I was about to dedicate my clothing brand to robbers. It was going to be called Ski Gear. Now, when you put on a ski mask, right. it was going to be called Ski Gear. Wow. So I gave my life to the Lord. Now I got a clothing brand dedicated to God. I ran into this prophet in 2014. The prophet. I never saw this dude a day in my life. He went to prophesy to me. He said, you're going to make music for God. You're going to rap. I say, rap? I, I, me? I never wrote a song a day in my life. He said you gonna rap, and a lot of he said a lot of other stuff. Stuff started happening. Then music just started coming. And I start writing music. He said you gonna. He said I see you gonna get all type of awards, plaques, all that. And I started writing music. God placed people in my life. I got a friend. He put me in his life before he got famous. God used me strongly in his life. He actually on trial right now for a double murder. He's a famous rapper named YNW Melly. He put me um, on his album. I actually got him to do his first gospel song. You know what I'm saying? Talking about Jesus on an album with everything else. Talking about other stuff. Right. You know what I'm saying? So everything he said about the music, I couldn't see it. I didn't know that. that it's like he unlocked he unlocked the door in my life, you know? But everything that I do is just dedicated to God. So... Answer your question in these last 12 years God revealed so much stuff about me that I need that I didn't even know was in me It's like sometime you know how the Bible said Jesus in um, John chapter 10 He said I am the door he said behold I give you the keys to the kingdom But sometimes we be stuck behind a door that's not even locked because we don't know our destiny We don't know our purpose, but once he unlocked and revealed our purpose to us We can use them keys to unlock that door, you know and use it for his glory the right way, the proper way, and so in these last, I've been through. I've been through stuff that people 40 years old have been through. You know, like I done been married that ended because before I met this woman, you know, we loved each other, we fell in love with each other, but it was three prophets. Three prophets told us, "You're not ready yet." It was like God not saying that she's not the woman for you, but you're not ready yet. You know what I'm saying? I didn't I didn't even have a job. I ain't had nothing. I wasn't prepared for marriage. But, you know, we tried. We tried. But you know, people go through stuff and some people go through stuff like that and it'll make them backslide and like, man. Right. But I'm still staying strong with God, you know. Why is I, that? Why? Yeah. Because it's like I watched a lot of mob movies. And in in that mob, it's always a high leader, um, like the person that's at the top of the the mob, like mm-hmm. the leader. Everybody under him, they be willing to die for him. I remember it was a time I didn't mind dying for my homeboys, and it's like God save my save my life, save my soul. And now I'm willing to live and die for Jesus, whatever it take. I don't care what get taken away from me. What I don't have, this is my foundation, and it's built on rock, not sand. Mm-hmm. So no matter what I go through. I'm going to always walk with the Lord Jesus, and my lifestyle going to show it. I'm not just saying it. I love your shirt, man. Yeah, I appreciate it, man.
1: <laughs> so, you, and you mentioned before Jesus, you were planning to do yeah. a clothing brand for mm-hmm. robbers. Yes. And today, you actually have a clothing brand.
0: Yes, for today. The Lord. Huh? For the Lord. For the Lord. And <laughs> also, this, I, I just want to mention this, right? The idea that God gave me for my clothing brand. It's a rainbow with wings on it, but it was in 2017 before before they got so deep into using the rainbow as a, a gay pride symbol, you know? And it's like, the devil would come in my mind like, man, if you put that rainbow out, they gonna thank your clothing brand for gay people. Mm. They gonna thank your clothing brand, then straight people not gonna wanna wear it. But God gave me that rainbow with wings on it because the rainbow really represent when Noah got off of the boat God put his bow in the sky as a promise with man that he would never destroy the earth with water again. That's right. But the crazy thing about it is, before God flooded the earth, it had never rained on earth. That's why the people thought Noah was crazy when he was telling them it's going to rain. So that's why he put his bow in the sky. Every time it rained, it let them know that he would never destroy us with water again. So that's what my clothing brand is based around. And one day, you know, I always say stuff like, God, don't play by me. So I just put it up, put this on the shirt one day on on some hoodies one day, cause I make all my stuff on my own, and I'm literally people just kept requesting it, kept 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 requesting it. So I just said man, I'm gonna just make this my main design, made it my main design, and you know now I got a song out about it called God Don't Play By Me with with another street rapper, but I got him on a gospel song. Come on, putting these gangster rappers on gospel songs talking about Jesus. Not God, because a lot of people say God, but I'm not scared to say Jesus' name. Yeah. Antonio, who is Jesus to you? Jesus is my friend. Most definitely my friend, my Lord, my Savior, my everything, like the rock on which I stand. He keep me sane because sometimes in this in my walk, man, this is why God say put on the helmet of salvation, because the devil will really be after your mind. And... Every time I feel defeated in my mind, Jesus always show up for me. Whether he show up through a friend, whether he show up through my son, like my son even ministered to me. Thank God for my son. He's so anointed. Like I could be going through the worst of times. Like my son have a dream about something, you know, and God, he's seven years old. So I know that Jesus is real. Can't nobody on this earth convince me that Jesus is not real. I would die for Jesus put a gun to my head, a knife to my throat, I'm willing to die for Jesus because I was in the streets. I was a gangster. I was a thug. So I just know that God saved gangsters. He saved thugs. He saved murderers. You know, I almost became a paid murderer. Man, I'm just so glad I didn't because I know once I would have killed the first person, it would have been, it would have attached itself to me and I would have been a murderer because I come from a lineage of murderers. Like, My dad was a murderer, you know? My dad was a murderer. I heard many stories about him, and I contemplated on should I say this or not, but I just gotta tell my story, you know? One day, I remember walking around my house with my gun on me, in my house, and I heard a demon. Now I know that it was a demon. I'm in high school. I hear a demon say, you gonna kill somebody. I literally, I know it was a demon, because it was not my thought. It didn't come from me. Like, this is not nothing that, but I know that man. And Jesus saved me from all that. Mm. So to come back on the topic, I know that Jesus loved me. So Jesus is my friend. He called me out of dark into his marvelous light and sent me back into dark places with that marvelous light. Love Jesus, man. Antonio, for the
1: person who is watching right now, Mm -hmm. who is dealing with that murderous spirit, Mm -hmm. who right now is contemplating To go and kill somebody that did them wrong, that did their friends wrong, and they're willing to die for it.
0: What can you say to that person that's watching right now? It ain't worth it. And I know it ain't worth it. Because once that, the minute you pull that trigger, the minute the devil into your heart and turn you into a cold-blooded killer, and that ain't what's up. Because... God can save killers too, but you don't have to, you shouldn't have to get to the point where you become a murderer and God have to save you because it ain't gonna always end good for you. And hell ain't a place that you wanna be. I saw hell. I remember one night I was reading my Bible and I fell asleep and I saw hell. I saw people falling into hell so quick that you can't even, I never even saw a car that fast. And they was falling so quickly into hell, it's like, they was catching, you know, like when somebody catching a heart attack, but the heart, the heart attack never end. I saw them falling like the, you know, the Bible says I saw Satan fall like lightning. I saw them falling into hell so fast, and the screams that they were screaming was so loud you can't even fathom how loud that was, and it was thundering and it was lightning, but it was no rain. That's no place because God is not there, and you feel that God is not there. That's not a place that you want to be because. You're going to reap what you sow. You know what I'm saying? You take a life, it's liable to come back on you quick. And if you don't got Jesus, you don't got nothing. Because when you die, it's nothing you can do now to get into heaven once you're in hell. So I said all that to say to the gangsters, to the murderers, to the robbers, to the prostitutes, to the scrippers, to everybody that feel like they not welcome that church, I want to let you know that you're welcome with jesus jesus always have open arms i didn't get saved in the church i got saved in my room over the phone god is available anywhere any day anytime he's always here and willing with open arms you know what i'm saying yeah. so god love you he loves you man it's not worth it
1: amen Antonio, if you could just pray for the people on the other side of the screen who are receiving what you're saying.
0: Father God, in the name of Jesus, God, I just want to lift up your holy name in the minds of all the thugs, the murderers, the prostitutes, the witches, the warlocks, the strippers, everybody that feel like they don't know you or you don't know them you don't care about them God I just pray that you will wrap them in your arms like a baby wrapped in a blanket in Jesus name God show up in their life even at their darkest times and let them know that you're for them in Jesus name I plead your blood over their minds I plead your blood over their bodies over their souls in Jesus name God I pray that you will lift up your the same hand that you used to take the rib out of Adam and create Eve God I pray that you will open the floodgates of heaven and reach down your hand and touch them from the top of their head to the bottom of Their feet in Jesus' name. God, let them know that you're here for them.